everyone, and welcome to the Transform Your Confidence Show. This is a show about holistic leadership and advocacy, and I'm your host, Raj Gurn. Here's a bit about me. I'm a longtime serial entrepreneur who specializes in mindset, branding, media, communications, and marketing, and I firmly believe that great leadership and advocacy is predicated on the mission that everyone must benefit across the entire food chain. I'm an award-winning C-suite entrepreneur who has worked in the media and event space for the past 20 years with many Fortune 500, celebrity, and thought leader clients from around the world. At this point in my life, I seek to share my many insights and resources with anyone who wants to learn about holistic leadership and advocacy in a newly launched online community at the openchessconfidenceacademy.com where I've mandated my entire organization to provide products and services that center around knowledge, action and accountability. My goal with this show is to pull back the curtain, I mean way back, to bring you insider knowledge and resources on how today's change makers are leading with intention and creating meaningful environments that serve everyone. I also want to help you reimagine what your life could be if you had a constant view from the top of the mountain. I believe that in order to get there and stay there, you need to learn from those who have a constant and unobstructed view of Nirvana. These are not just the usual suspects, but the ones that sit in the middle of the volcano as the lava explodes through the top of the mountain. They are the crazy ones who change the world, and they are the ones that I want you to meet. Are you ready? Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to another great two-part series of the Transform Your Confidence Show. I'm your host, Raj Gurn, the founder of the OpenChessConfidenceAcademy.com. This week's theme is branding and marketing, and I'll be focusing more on the marketing over the next couple of months because I've done a whole lot of trainings on branding, as you guys already know. In fact, I also launched a branding masterclass, so you can just go to the website at theopenchessconfidenceacademy.com to go grab that. My goal with this week's two-part series is to provide you with actionable tips on marketing strategy in a series entitled Tips on Marketing to Scale Your Business the Right Way. To help me do this, my guest is serial tech entrepreneur Satish Bala, the founder of Schoolio, an online homeschooling education platform. Satish has 25 plus years in tech, even though he looks like a schoolboy. <laughs> having built B2B and B2C startups throughout his professional career. He, in fact, has founded three companies to successful exits and has sold a staggering over $50 million worth of products and services in his time. So I think he knows a thing or two about scaling companies to succeed. Please welcome to the show my longtime friend, Satish Bala. Yay! What an intro. <laughs> love when you intro me, man. Goosebumps and like this rush of history comes colliding into my present mode. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely, sweetheart. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on this show. I've been looking forward to deep diving this particular topic with you because your entire career has been built on innovative marketing. So 
You know, your take on marketing strategy for business is extremely valuable for everyone watching, listening and reading. So if you have this on in the background, it needs to be in the forefront. Switch everything off, guys, because we're going to be deep diving some really, really great, awesome, invaluable, experiential advice from my friend, Satish. So if you're ready, I'm just going to jump right in. So but just to give you guys some context, I just want to give you a definition on what marketing is, especially for those of you who haven't really dabbled much in marketing, um, just so that you can kind of realize why without marketing, you really don't have a business. So according to the American Marketing Association, marketing is the process of creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and the society at large. Satish, based on the above being the objective of marketing, what in your experience, having founded three successful exits, have you seen to be the common denominator criteria of a good marketing strategy? And if I know you, this is going to be an hour for you to give me that answer because you've done so much. <laughs> but yeah, give it to well, me in give it to me in as nutshell as you possibly can for people. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a great question. It's an amazing start. First of all, thank you for having me. It's one of my favorite topics. Uh, like you, I spent a lot of time, but you know, first time founders who confuse the terminology. Right, the world is full of terminology, memes, and every TikTok you know person is giving out advice, and you know there's there's a, there's a dance. Like business is a beautiful dance. And when you get into the right flow and you, and, and you find the beat that is yours and, and, and it's your tribe, it's a beautiful thing. And so many of us struggle because we don't understand what is it that we're looking for. And for me, you know, the, the idea of marketing is this little voice. We all have this little voice in our head, right, that, that you know, tells us we want things or we need things. And the difference between a want and need is based on what this noise is saying in your head. And, and, and marketing at its essence is to help be part of your voice. Right. You know, that little voice that says, ooh, I need a sugar head. Why am I thinking Kit Kat and not Snickers? You know, I want a bag. Why am I thinking a Louis versus Gucci versus Walmart? This little voice is constantly telling us what we think we want and what we think we need. And so for me, when I look at marketing and all of my businesses, regardless of the size of the revenue, it's what is my most compelling story? Like what, what am I trying to get into the world? Not what I'm trying to sell yet, but what's the compelling story around, like what is this thing I want to bring into the universe? Whether it's Schoolio, Fest, my agency. I mean, I had a bow tie business for a year making handmade bow ties, some of the best. I have, I have the best collection. But you do actually. Story, right? Um, and, and we spend less time on that as we work in this speed to market mindset where you go right to the features and you go right to discounts and you go right into like, you know, couponing stuff versus what is my compelling story for whatever this thing that I'm building. And then when you write the right compelling story, which is your marketing message, then you get to think about, well, People that are anonymous to me, I need to know them. So the right compelling story will turn your anonymous, you know, uh, eyeballs into known eyeballs. And then if those two things happen, then you have the third thing that marketing does really well, which is to understand their reason to purchase you. Mm -hmm. Is it a need? Is it a want? Does it flip flop? 
Is this stuck? And so the whole point of like marketing for me is to consistently stay in those three little pillars and look at how they continuously connected. I love everything about what you just said. And, you know, it's, it's a great kind of way for us to lead into some of the things that we're going to really minutia deep dive into. But before I get there, Satish, I want to ask you this question, which I generally don't ask this early on, but I kind of feel that we need to. And that is, where have you seen companies get this wrong? Like, do you have an example or something that you've seen that's happened that gets what you just said there in the three criteria that you feel makes for good marketing that, you know, this company or these people get it wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that and, you know, there's, there's so many options to choose from, but, but the one that I resonate with is H and M. I love that brand because my kids are young. It's the best place to go get some quick stuff that they're going to grow out of anyways. Right. And so, Um, so H&M did this thing called the coolest monkey in the jungle. I don't know if, if you remember, this is 2018. Um, and, and, and their story was compelling. You know, it's, it's fall season coming up. These are great colors, hoodies, etc. But what they forgot to really pay attention to is who's listening to that story. And the creative that went out on the website was a cute little black little boy with a hoodie on that said Ooh. coolest monkey in the jungle. Oh, Right. Now, there was an art director along the way who took the picture. There is a team of brand managers that approved it. There's a bunch of folks that put it on a website. Along the entire brand and marketing journey, they didn't connect the dots because they weren't paying attention to their story. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a big brand making you know, very small mistakes to a point where I think the weekend actually tweeted saying, I'm no longer going to be working with H&M. And so wow. you know, this is a simple example of a big brand that makes a mistake mm-hmm. that you can make as a, as a small startup and the consequences are not just the loss of sale, but a loss of trust. Right. And that's the, the fourth thing, if I can reverse back to the previous thing is you're doing all this stuff by creating a story and, and moving the trust from anonymous to known and then giving them a reason to purchase you all because you want that trust. Mm-hmm. And that's really what every business at its core is looking for what is my marketing message that's going to create the most amount of trust with the largest pool of people for the longest amount of time. And, you know, and brand loyalty creates a brand equity where, you know, you can sell a $10 purse for $2,000, right? Um, so it's, it's interesting that you said that. The, the key here is that I was, I'm so astonished by is that nobody saw the obvious, no one saw the elephant in that room with that campaign. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen brands, you know, do this over and over in the fashion industry. We've seen, yes. you know, uh, we've seen this in every brand. And, and truthfully, so every business is going to make a mistake, right? And I think when you have the right marketing message with authenticity, with the right tribe of people, you get to go, oops, one time. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, what you said there is really important for people to actually understand the power of what you just said there. And I want to kind of preface it um, in my understanding. I I think that this is why when you build out certain aspects of your infrastructure that you have to do the work, like you have to figure out what is the vision of this company? What is the mission of this company that's going to take me to that vision, that nirvana, the journey that we're taking someone on? Right. Um, 
How are we going to get them there? What are the brand values that we need to make sure that we stay within so that every single piece of marketing message, product service, um, training that we do both internally and the marketing messages that we send out there in the world stay within that framework? Like there's some control that, and, and that's kind of really what, where the you know, foundations of marketing are so pivotal is that you have to do that groundwork before you go to market, which is, I feel, the big missing link with a lot of kind of the smaller companies, Satish, that, you know, oh, I'm a creator. I'm just going to put shit out there. And they yeah. don't think about what they're doing. And all of a sudden, they wonder why they get canceled because they're yeah. not doing the due diligence that's necessary to build out the brand. Everyone is paying attention to everyone today because we all have access to the same stuff. No, I agree. Give me your comment on that. Give me your comment on no, that. No, I think you hit it out of the park on that one. And I think sometimes when I'm, when I'm talking to people, you know, I, I, try to, I try to dumb it down for them. Like, you know, by the, by the time you're old enough to leave the house, and we're talking you know, four-year-old going to JK for the first time, you're already marketing yourself mm-hmm. from from where you stand in line to who's your friend in, in JK to where you sit for lunch. Everything you're doing, you're marketing a version of yourself from a very, very early age. And we continue this in our personal lives subconsciously, right? Um, and so when you think about starting a business, I always say, look, you know, the business is always an extension of you. And you already are a business, whether you right. like it or not. So, so that's what Jay Z said, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and so, if if you're looking for, you know, a simplified way to go, what is marketing? Well, marketing really is you going out there with some clarity on what am I trying to do? Who's my customer? Why should they trust me? And why do I why do I belong? You know, so many founders that I meet, I ask them a simple question of like, why why do you want to start this business? Who cares about this? And they don't have an answer because mm. everybody starts with all the wrong metrics. And I want to be self-employed. I want to make a lot of money. I want to freedom over my time. And you, and, you and I know after two decades of this stuff that those are all scorecards. Yes. <laughs> happen over time. You know, I didn't set out to sell $50 million in, in, in products and services. I just focused on how do I get out there and create a brand of trust and authenticity. So whatever I do in life, the people that know me will back me up. And today right. I call you and go, hey, Raj, I'm starting a pen company. I could use some help. You're going to be like, I'm going to help you. Absolutely. Not because you care about my pens, is because I've demonstrated value through my marketing. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting because it's, it just, you know, as you were talking there, I was thinking to myself, it reminds me of that famous quote by Jay-Z where he says, um, uh, and I hope I get this quote right, I'm not a business I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah. So, and that's what you just said, basically. Beautiful line. And I think it, 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 it sort of summarizes very neatly the mindset you need to have. And, you know, there is no guarantee in life that any business you start will work. Mm-hmm. But there's always a guarantee that you're going to create a market perception about you or your product when it succeeds or if it doesn't succeed. Absolutely. All of the above. Everything that you just said there. So let's school people a little bit, um, Satish, before we kind of move into more of the, you know, kind of, you know, perceptions and concepts. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the brass tacks. I want to slide in a bit of marketing schooling for 
you know, for, for this next question with you, Satish, because everything in life, just like you said, in order to set up for success, needs some foundational knowledge to understand the purpose of a given concept. And in business, with marketing being the only department in an organization with the singular purpose of creating revenue as its end goal, I really feel that some marketing 101 is crucial to talk about here before we move forward, Satish. So with that said, and to build upon the, you know, the definition that I kind of set things off with, the American Marketing Association's definition, I want to, you know, I want to just kind of set here that when you put together a marketing plan for those who don't have one, have never had one, and don't know what the importance is, there are the seven P's to consider. Now, as a marketing person, this is standard for someone like Satish and for me, but this is something time and time again, I find my clients that come to me with various problems, it always comes back to the fact that they don't have these seven P's dialed in. So what are they? Product, price, promotion, place, people, process, and physical evidence. Satish, you know I'm hitting you up on this one. Can you share the high level on what each of these are and how they link together from your own experience? And perhaps an example from one of your companies to illustrate this or maybe a company yeah, that you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, look, I'm, in a new startup. I'm taking on I'm the beast of, of, a, of, a, of a organized cult called public education. You know, uh, and we're we're only a ten month old company, but we already have seven hundred plus customers, and we broke six wow. figures in nine months. Oh, and brilliant! So for me, the formula I'm about to talk to you, you know, to to your members about is what I use as early as like nine months ago. This is not something that you know uh, you take lightly because every company, no matter how small or big, which you can't predict, the foundation has to be strong. Yes. Right? And so these seven P's, you know, let's let's go down the list and then I'll give you the definition, then I'll give you the schoolio version. Okay. Um, at, at the starting point is product. At the end of the day, having immense amount of clarity around what is the product or service is really important, right? You can build so many businesses. You can build, you know, affiliate business, drop shop business. You could build your own unique, you know, product or services. There's unlimited amount of ways to solve a problem, but what problem are you solving is really clear. And a lot of people start with the wrong solution, mm -hmm. right? And so clarity around the product is really important. Price, um, without the right validation, you have no idea how to ask for money. And people that are like, oh, I'm not a salesperson, I'm really nervous about how to ask for money, is because you don't know what you're worth. When you have right. clarity around what you're worth, it's easy to go, this is what I'm worth. You know, uh, and then the place, uh, how do you target and how do you get them to buy your product? Where, you know, just because you can hit people everywhere doesn't mean you have to hit people everywhere. There's a strategy around converting people at the right time. And then people, you know, uh, I look at it as a two-part version. One is who are the customers that I want to go get and who are they and what do they look like and where do they live and how much do they make? And we get real detailed on like, who am I hunting? But at the same time, I look on the other side of who are all the people that I need to have to represent us? Who's our first point of contact? Who's our follow-up? What's the email that we send say? What's our website say? Because that's all representation of, of a people or a person. The process of how do you deliver the product? You know, if you're sending a physical product out, right from like the packaging that shows up. I mean, unboxing is a whole category now. 
like billion dollar category of just unboxing. So you can imagine the amount of thought you got to put into what is the process for delivering something. Uh, and then, you know, the, the physical evidence, uh, which I think is the last P if I remember correctly, uh, is about demonstrating other people's value to what you've delivered, the testimonials, the, the feedback and et cetera. And so, you know, these seven P's also don't follow a linear model, right? Right. They can change and, and, and pivot based on, you know, what business you're doing. Um, but all seven are important. So when I look at Schoolio, for example, you know, the product we're selling is a home education curriculum kit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason we started to sell it is when the pandemic happened, you cannot buy Canadian education. You, mm -hmm. you can't. The, the public school system is set up as a series of expectations with full autonomy over how to teach it per teacher. So now you have 40, 50,000 teachers with 40, 50,000 ways to teach something without any way for the parent to follow along, which is why it's really hard for parents to be educators at home. So we said, okay, if we can now figure out what our product is, which is education in a box, we know who we want to go after because the people are homeschooling parents. There's 10 million of us in North America. We know how we're going to get to uh, them because the place they hang out is Facebook right. and Instagram and Pinterest. Awesome. So we're not going to spend money on ads and all this other stuff because we know exactly where they, where they hang out. We know what the process is of getting them the product because we need to deliver education. So we went down the path of being a digital product. And the price took a ton of A-B testing, talking to parents going, you know, I know this is how much money you have, that you're one household income the minute the mom decides to be a teacher. In 99% of the homeschooling families, the mom takes the, 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 the teacher role and sacrifices her career. Mm -hmm. So now we have a single income. So all of this led to what's our price point per unit, per bundle, per whatever. Um, and then we focused a lot on the first six months of just owning this physical and digital evidence. So giving stuff away for free didn't feel bad because we wanted the evidence, right? Uh, being a 24-hour shop, knowing our moms don't get online and the kids go to bed at 11 p.m. means our people need to work from 11 to 2 because mm -hmm. that's when the moms are online. Being 9 to 5 means nothing to them. So my point is all of this data and insight was gathered around these principles and that allowed us to go to market August 1st with a very good game plan. Lots of risk, but those risks were manageable because we did our 7P mm -hmm. and it wasn't by accident that by month nine we're already 100K plus averaging 15K a month. It wasn't by accident the seven, 800 parents are, are, are now not only part of us, but they're also reselling our product to their other moms and we're creating all these new cool things. Um, but it wasn't my accident. It wasn't a guess. And so these seven P's are super important, whether you're starting Schoolio or a restaurant, a blog, a clothing line, doesn't matter. Uh, you can tie it all back to those seven points. Right. Absolutely. What an incredible example. And I'm, I'm very excited about this next venture of yours, um, Satish, because I feel that this one is probably the one that has the longest opportunity because you're always going to need to educate kids and with the world and, and technology being what it is, um, I do see us having more, um, you know, wants and needs and desires to homeschool our children because we can 
right? I mean, I know yeah. that this is a pandemic-induced thought process for a lot of people, but when you speak to a lot of people, they actually kind of like the idea of being able to have, whether it is their primary source of education for their kids or if it is an adjunct to add to when they do go back to school, I think that this is something that's definitely in the industry of education to stay and to grow. So it's incredible that you came up with this. No, and you know, another great quote from Mike Tyson, you know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Well, <laughs> the system didn't have a plan when COVID punched him in the face. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm a part-time homeschooling dad. We love the public school system. I, I love education, but I don't like the ecosystem of the school formula that hasn't changed from your time to my time. And so, you know, everything we do in school, we always look at, okay, if by, by grade three, the school is beat curiosity and education excitement out of the child, that's our primary focus. Mm-hmm. How can we instill curiosity, interest based you know, entertainment, education for the child where they are excited about school. And if they're excited about school, they're naturally open to learning. If they're naturally open to learning, then we can teach them how to learn anything. And in a world where the economy, global businesses are going to be the future, you and I can't predict what jobs our kids are going to get. Right. But we can set them up today to learn how they learn anything in life. Want to change the toilet? See Here's how your brain learns if you want to be a business person tomorrow, an accountant, a painter, a designer. And I think that's where we hope that from a schoolio perspective, we can create this blueprint. And the sooner we can give you the blueprint, you operate from a position of strength and not weakness, which is today's school system. Mm-hmm. How fast can they get you to what you're not good at? And you spend the rest of your life trying to be better at it, you know? And so anyhow, going off traffic a little bit, but the, the building of this business is the same methodology I used almost 15 years ago for DC Fest, 20 years ago for Blue Van Digital, right? Um, and so, so it's very powerful, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it for a long time and iterate and iterate and iterate until you can clearly explain to a third party what my seven P's are. Yeah. And most people take the shortcut. And they take the first answer, as you know, and that's where the whole thing comes tumbling down. Mm-hmm. This is so powerful, um, Satish. And it's, um, again, is you know, this is stuff that is very foundational for people who have been in the marketing game for a long time and actually isn't foundational for a lot of people that have been in the marketing game for a long time because you can see that they don't follow these things. Yeah. But, right? I mean, so let me add another layer um, to this. Uh, let's confuse people further, Satish. My belief is that the most memorable marketing campaigns are the ones that marry methodology, which is what we've been talking about so far, with creativity. I would love for you to share an example of marketing campaigns that you feel nailed this, because I feel that you are a genius at this. You know, a a, a lot of what you've created, a lot of what's in your wheelhouse has equally married you know, creativity and methodology. So, I, you know, asking you, I'm curious about what you feel, whether it's a profit or a not-for-profit organization. Um, what, what companies out there do you feel have nailed this idea of marrying these two to get the end result, which may not always be revenue, but let's, I'm going to leave it there and let you pick up. Yeah, no, and again, you know, there, there's so many stories out there of companies that get awards for this kind of stuff. Uh, I tend to look at like, 
what is the simplest messaging, right? When you have to work hard to convince me, you know, uh, I, I, I don't really get it. But there's two that I remember vividly. One is, um, you know, those cute little smart cars? Yes. Mercedes uh, makes them, they're so small. And, and, I, and I remember being in a meeting with those guys, this is like four or five years ago, and we're like, how do we compete against the cool, sexy Porsches and the BMWs and the whatever? And we're like, you know, we can't beat them on speed in the long distance race. Mm-hmm. But when you have a stoplight in the, in the city and it's urban driving, we go zero to 60 faster than any other car. And that little insight created a whole series of amazing marketing messaging around if you're in the urban centers of anywhere in the world, more important than glamour and luxury is speed when you're weaving through traffic. Mm-hmm. And all the ads reinforced it and it was such a cool campaign because you instantly got it if you're if you're a downtown person. You, you you can't drive a beautiful Porsche and things like that with stoplights every every block, right? right. And that was an example of taking one small insight in a very ugly looking car and turning it into a multi-billion dollar industry on that one insight. And that's how strong marketing can be. You know, a little closer to home, they see fest. When we started it, we we're like, okay, we're not Bollywood, but we are. We are urban, but we're not black culture. So how do we represent ourselves? And we created this really just fun messaging around get desified. And all it meant is anytime somebody said no and you felt like the world is on you and you did it anyways, you got desified. <laughs> and that little hashtag that we invented 10 years ago, I see people use it in all sorts of everyday life. Like, like I graduated, got desified. I'm like, huh, you know, I got this new job that I never thought I would get. Boom, got desified. And that little thing that we invented became a, a, a social uh, reference for doing something impossible, right? Last one, which I love, Budweiser. Uh, I think, you know, I'm in my 40s, so I'm aging myself, but that old commercial with the was <laughs> they didn't do much. They brought it back. We did it for the quarantine version with the same characters, except they're all in quarantine. And it was such a cool reminder of how powerful the simple message could be to create that human connection. But we all instantly got it. As soon as you heard that, what then it ends with, I was quarantined. Hope you say <laughs> You know, and so things like that, like, you, you know, when you have clarity and you have your seven P's ironed out and you kind of know why you exist mm-hmm. and, and why you matter, it's really easy and fun to create amazing, impactful communication. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.